from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. You're lucky you're in there. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brad Gunn, Phil George, and Jonathan Swindle. Is and I'm there? getting them cranked up early. And, and uh, that's why I was... <laughs> I don't I, get cranked up anymore. It's not even worth it. What I said at the beginning of the show was uh, directed towards Diego in the other room. I said, you're so lucky to be over there in the uh, glass-enclosed quiet room because uh, Bill George, man, he can push buttons and... <laughs> <laughs> he was pushing, the, pushing what, on the, Jonathan's it, buttons. And, uh, I, I'm sitting here being calm. It's not. It's just not worth it anymore. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a good attitude to have, sure. But uh, you can say that now. But when he first brought it up, I saw those hackles go up, and also was like, "Hey, hey it's breathe. like I was saying." Uh, yeah. that, that that line in the forehead starts it's, to get. Yeah. <laughs> See there, he's rubbing it now. Yeah, <laughs> old Jonathan got to show up for about forty seconds before the show started. Uh, but we'll get to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, welcome in this morning. We hope you enjoy your wonderful Saturday. We're just a few precious days away from Thanksgiving, and uh, we hope that everyone gets an opportunity to get out and go hang out with friends and family. Uh, um, Where legal, taking your own precautions if you feel it's necessary, and uh, do what you got to do. It's all about family and have uh, at and, it, and hanging out with um, people that are close to you, and being thankful for the things that you still have. And if you're listening to this show, that probably includes your life, so that would be a good thing. So, uh, if you got plans to travel, just know that uh, anywhere outside of the country. Uh, it's going to be like uh, Nazi Germany around 1943-ish no. or so. So you have to have your papers ready, and you have to have your <laughs> medical card ready. In my day job, and, uh, my, my boss just just went over to Cancun or, you know, Cozumel or someplace for a couple of days, and he had no problem coming and going. No one cares in Cozumel. They want your money. They yeah. don't care if you have leprosy. Get off of the ship. Go in and spend your money. Yeah. But you know what? If you show up in California or you got Louisiana oh, yeah. tags or you decide to go out to uh, upstate New York or go visit or fly into Bellasio's airport in New York, get, yeah, ready, get ready to have your medical card and your papers and, uh, you know, proof that you are uh, either. Yeah, but they're free to come free. and go around here. That's what I'm saying. If you if you got the opportunity to go somewhere else, just make sure it's kind of like when you're hunting. You have to make sure you know the rules before you get there, <laughs> so and you don't get caught. And they change daily. Yeah, so you don't get stopped at the border and they're like, uh, "Oh, hi, welcome. What are you doing here in Pennsylvania?" Well, I'm here to visit my uh, grandma and grandpa. Okay, where are you traveling from? Florida. Okay, uh, there's well, a nice motel up the road here that you're going to have to lock down yourself for two weeks, there, and then we'll let there's you. There's a big difference between traveling to some of these states and traveling to florida if you're coming down 95 you can't come down 95 into florida and say well you know i'm i'm going to alabama or something so easy i mean you could go across 10 but you know it it, it is not um most of the time when you're coming across that border you're coming to florida 
I agree. Yes, that so is true. Where I, let's say I'm driving up to Pennsylvania, when I hit the Pennsylvania border, if somebody stops me, where are you going? I'm going to Michigan. I'm traveling on a federal interstate going to Michigan. What are you going to do in Michigan? I'm not doing anything in Michigan. I'm going to <laughs> Pennsylvania. But if they, me, if they ask me, if they ask me, I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to your mom's house up the road. I'm going to see the Upas. <laughs> the Upas. I'm going to the Uper, the UP. Going up oh, there where the, where, the, where the big deer grow. Well, I don't know. I just, I know that we're going to stay close to here. Uh, the kids are going to go head up to Nashburg for a while. Go meet their aunt up there and hang out for a few days. And, um, you know, go see the sights. My son is so excited. <clears throat> Not really. And uh, they want to go up there and hang out for a listen, while. And Listen, family is family. Okay? You, but they'll be back in time for uh, for Turkey Day. And so he, he, should, he should be excited to go out there and meet and learn who the rest of his family is. Well, it, it's because of this COVID thing and all the other stuff, they're basically kind of meeting halfway. In, in Nashville, they wanted to be able to see each other and all that stuff. So instead of going all the way out to Iowa – and for the Iowans to come all the way down to Florida, they're just kind of shrink, you know, hey, let's go hang out in Nashville for a while. Skip's there. He can get his free tickets, all this other stuff. We can go up there, you know. So, uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna go, <laughs> they're gonna go hang out in Nashville hey, for a while. So, why not? Hey, I mean, if, I mean, it's the same thing if your family came down here and you could score free tickets to, you know, amusement parks and everything else like that. Yeah, sure. Man, they're going to show up, leave the ice scrapers back wherever they're Skip's from. Skip's not going to know what to do. Your son's already bigger than he is. Ah, uh, well, you know, they'll have fun. It'll be good. It's only for a couple of days anyway, and then they'll be zippity doo on back here. But uh, I don't know. Um, I know that Bill George is going to be headed up to Pennsylvania. He'll be heading up there to hang out with the Amish crew, do a few barn builds, try to shoot a couple of uh, deer and turkeys and whatever else seems to crawl in front of him up there and uh, do his thing. Well, today... Is bear season opener up there? Is it really? Well, with the gun, yeah. Well, I know it's opening day up in New York. Everybody was, you know, chittery-chattering about that, or as they like to call it, Blooming Idiots Day. Hey. Blooming Idiots got to have fun, too. <laughs> but you know what? It's so weird when you see that, because anybody that was posting that was hunting an opening day of New York, they all ended, whatever they posted with the same thing. Remember. Know what you're shooting at. Yeah. And I was like, wow, do they really have to emphasize that that much up there? Well, I mean, uh, when I first started going to Pennsylvania, you couldn't hardly find a legal deer. Okay. But yet at the same time, on opening day of gun season, it sounded like a war. Literally like a war. I mean, there's gunshot, gunshot, gunshot. Everywhere you, there was gunshots all morning, all afternoon, all evening. Gunshots. Now, with the three points on one side and all that, now people really have to turn around instead of just seeing a little bit of antler going by when it had to be three inches and you knew it was antler and people shooting at running deer through the timber. Now it's more you get the shot, you get a shot here, you know. I think that um, I know that when you work in a firearms department or anywhere that has to do with guns and you get on the subject of hunting and you find out that, 90% of the people you talk to are not from the state of Florida. And they always talk about, you know, back home and back home and back home. 
And uh, for those who grew up here, especially in Florida or even parts of Georgia or Alabama uh, in the south, you, you don't realize how much deer is outside of that area that you get to see every single day, like yeah. in Pennsylvania or Iowa or uh, my boy, uh, our friend Paul Markle out in Wyoming has been sending me pictures every day this week of these ginormous monster muleys that are just walking through his backyard, wandering down the side of the road, antelopes, you know, out in the, outside the parking lot of Walmart. Oh, don't, don't. And, and they're, they're, they've been vacated from there. No, oh, no. I got, I, Jerry's <laughs> sending me pictures. They're, they're loving life right now because nobody's out there. So, they, yeah. Well, well, what gets me is what I'm trying to say is you – I just, I never could, I've never seen so many wild animals, mainly because there's no trees, so there's really not very much for them to hide behind, but sure. it's just the amount, the enormity of, of animals that you see on a regular or daily basis when you're in those areas, like Virginia or Pennsylvania or New York or uh, Wyoming, Missouri, when you get outside, it's not like here. Well, You know, there's only certain little areas, stretches of I-75 where you can go, oh, look, there's a boss. Oh, look, this is tricky, <laughs> you know, as you go yeah. by. But there it's like it's commonplace. You, you see a pack of, uh, of antelope running next to your car trying to make the determination if they can outrun you to cut in front of you, you know, to get ready to cross the interstate. And you're like, you got to keep your eye on them. Like, dude, are you planning on cutting across Well, that's there? like he's, talk he's talking about us going to New Mexico. That's always one of my favorite parts when we're crossing from Texas into New Mexico and you get that about – two, three-hour stretch right there to where, like you said about the antelope, you're seeing antelope everywhere. everywhere. Bucks running does over crazy. here It's and all that stuff. Well, first time, I, the only th when I took Glenn out to Wyoming the first time, I literally thought he was going to snap his own neck. Looking back and forth. Just everywhere. It's like, look, there's, a, there's deer on that hill. Look, there's, there's antelope. There's, there's turkeys right there. I mean, there's just animals everywhere. And he was just going nuts. It was like a kid in a candy store. It was crazy. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. If you want to give us a call, 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. It's Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and Diego. We're in the studio waiting on you. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Go see him today. Good day to do some shopping. Give you a little weather update when we come back. I'd hate to be you if she don't get away. Hi, hi, welcome in. Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Jonathan Bill and Diego in the studio a little bit later on in the show. Uh, Bill George is going to sing us his Thanksgiving song. The one song that I truly like. The one, the one song that he... And, and what, is, what is... Jonathan, I think let's see how much Jonathan is knows me. What is my Thanksgiving song? Your Thanksgiving song? Yes. Traditional Thanksgiving song. See how much this man has paid attention, is loving and caring... To his co-host. There's a lot that I know about you, but I've never <laughs> actually heard you tell me that you have a specific Thanksgiving song. It, it's, it's, it's done to the theme of Magnum P.I. 
Well, that was his, that's his theme song. No. Oh. What, I didn't what know it, where this is. <laughs> it's okay. Right in, do you know what it is? Deck the halls with bowels of giblets? No. Um, I'm so disappointed. Love fever? I am so Silver disappointed. Bucks? No. Did you see the turning pointer? It's a very long song. Grandma got run over by a Long, reader? long. Stranglehold. A long, long song? Ted Nugent. Long, long song. Ted Nugent, Stranglehold. Mozart's Requiem. Uh, that's pretty long. Still, still I know we had a Thanksgiving song. Like. Arlo is Guthrie. <laughs> Arlo Guthrie. Oh, Arlo Guthrie. That's is that really what is it? Thanksgiving song. What huh? is it? What is it? The girls thing, whatever. Uh, whatever. Alice's Restaurant. Alice, yeah, that's it. Alice's Restaurant. I knew it had something to do with a girl. Come okay, on. You, I've never heard you say that. Oh my no, gosh, he's mentioned Alice's Restaurant on this show like you a thousand times. You can get times. anything you want at, at Alice's, Alice's Restaurant. Yeah, I know the song. I'm just saying. I've oh, that, so why didn't you sing along? You know me in movements <laughs> and getting movements going and this and that. Yes. What? That, that, <laughs> that, is, that is a classic. That is way too hard to stop. <laughs> Diego's oh. probably... Diego, have you ever even heard that song? No. Never. No, he's looking for it right no, now. No, he is not. You, 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 you might want to listen to it no. after the His show. Eye, I, can see, I can see through the glass. His eyes you, are glued to the screen right it, now, and he is looking. <laughs> it, will, it will take an entire segment to listen to that song. Diego's <sighs> turned into our own little uh, homie teen, teenager. Nowadays, okay. he just comes in and goes to his room and turns off all his lights so we can't see him, and we don't know what he's doing in there. Hey. And he's making weird noises, but no one wants to go check. <laughs> how many, <laughs> never tell, mind. Tell me how many pictures were, there were in a song. Oh, my gosh. You know what? We'll find out when you sing it later on in the show. Yeah. If you're going to go out today, uh, <laughs> just know that the weather is going to be mostly sunny this morning, then partly cloudy with a slight chance of some showers late in this uh, morning and in the afternoon. Highs today around 80 uh, north uh, east wind about 10 to 15 miles an hour goes up to 25 chance for rain about 20 percent so if you're going to go out and hit the woods go do some hunting out there go do what you got to do just know that you just you might get a little typical florida passing shower and don't think that you won't get hypothermic just because it's 80 degrees uh, my, just sit out there and it gets rained on and you get wet and uh you yeah. start to get cold it was raining when i left Plant City area. See, there you go. Is it missing at your house? Oh, yeah. As my mother-in-law would say, if it was as cold as it looked this morning, it would be... Oh, yeah, it looked like it was about 40 degrees, if not colder. It was a it was a butt-killing morning this morning. It's pretty gray out there. Speaking of butt-killing, man, there's been a lot of that going on in here lately. A lot of good deer been coming out of the woods, I've been noticing. Have you, Bill George? Or I, I have not noticed. I have not been on... <sighs> much social media lately. Mr. IT over there. I guess he can only fix them and not look at them. Uh, no, just, I'm I running, glance through it. I'm running full out, you know. I Matter of fact, I'm getting done with the show. I'm driving down to Clewiston area to work on uh, some equipment down there. They um, have equipment in Clewiston besides a gas station? What, what else uh, is down there? Alligator Farm. Oh, yeah. That's about, about it, I think. Set, setting up all kinds of IT equipment, computers in the office, Cameras, network, all that stuff. I got to ask you this. I know it's it's been a while since it's been posted, but d did you not see the story about the what was he a Michigan guy or something that uh, supposedly oh Minnesota guy 
that uh, killed an alligator while he was out on his deer hunt? In what state did he kill it? Michigan. Really? Yeah. I would think it'd be a little cold this time of year up there for an alligator. But now, this is the thing. Uh, the The first photograph that I actually saw of the said critter that was out there uh, supposedly as an alligator didn't look like an alligator to me. It looked more like a, like a big tegu or something that someone had obviously let go, like some big giant lizard. I guess they just assume that anything that's bigger than some little ground lizard up uh, there is an alligator. <laughs> I, you know, an alligator has a specific look. Yeah. I mean, but I mean so they, that's they kind might, of... <laughs> they might, if somebody released a caiman. But up there in the Pittsburgh area, there was a number of alligators that ended up over a period of time in the Allegheny River in Pittsburgh. I did hear about that. And what it was is there's people, they come to Florida, they think, oh, look, there's a cute little alligator. They take them up there, they put them in their basement. They live in the bathtub. They, they live in a bathtub or something, and then they get too big, and then they go, and let's, I can't kill my friend, so let me <laughs> Let's introduce a new species. That, well, he's not going to make it through the winter in Pittsburgh. But. No, he'll be he'll be dead. <laughs> I, but, you know, I won't, I won't be me that has to kill him, so, yeah, it'll be... Dude, don't you remember when we were kids? You used to be able to buy them at the old TGNY for a dollar. Don't and don't you, you used love to have a bucket of them right there, and you could you could buy a dang alligator and take it home. But to to go a little further on that, don't you love it when you get into that conversation with your non-hunting friends about stuff like that, and you look at them and they and they give you the whole I can't understand how you can go out and dispatch an animal and blah, 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 and everything else. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand how you can sit there and defend somebody like what you just said that goes and takes an animal out of its habitat and then takes it and basically is giving it a death sentence to go. Oh, yeah. And and they're gonna, it's going to freeze to death. And it's like, yeah, I but feel they, really they, bad they, for what I do. They, they upon themselves can't put it down. There's the same people. I mean, when when their pets get to the point where they can't yep. they can't do it anymore, they take it to a vet and they have it, it put down. You know, some other people. Um, you know, I had to put a dog down once myself. You know, it's it's not a it's not a beautiful feeling at all. I mean, it hurts, but uh, you turn around and you don't want to see something suffer one more minute if it doesn't need to. Yes. So um, you learn that lesson on the farm real fast. Yes. Yeah, but it's usually done a lot differently. It's usually done with, uh, hey, Jonathan, <clears throat> go fetch me that rifle out of the back of the truck. Give me the twenty-two. Get that yeah. twenty-two. bring it over here. Uh, let's go. If you don't want to watch, you ain't got to watch, but it's got to be done. I mean. Uh, oh, no. It didn't get that. Jonathan didn't get that treatment. It was, it's time for you. Today is the day that you learn <laughs> this is part of your job. And, and, it, and if it doesn't make things worse, talking about that uh, this past week, uh, one of the python hunters that was down in the Everglades uh, stumbled upon a new invasive species while he was out in the Everglades. So here's another one that we can add to to the list. What do we have now? Hopefully it'll be uh, uh, a lone person or a lone critter that the guy found, but he was out there walking and he actually found one of those big giant uh, chameleons. It's believed to be a blue panther chameleon. 
uh, most likely out there roaming the Everglades because, as Bill Joyce pointed out, someone had had it as a pet and uh, decided to just, you know, uh, I can't take him with me, uh-oh. so we'll just let him go. If it out has the word panther in it, is it protected? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> if it's in the Everglades uh, and has the name before, panther? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, but, I have a question. So before he possibly leaves office and all that can we just get trump and desantis to get everybody to clear out of the everglades let's just carpet bomb the whole freaking thing and <laughs> burn it get it over with start just just to start from scratch Why? listen i got a question why are you so offended by this what why are you offended species have come and gone from this world yes in various places on their own yeah now, granted, human beings speed up the process. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we speed up the process, but at the same time is we're trying to stop a process that has happened since long before man had any major impact on the environment. Yeah. So so why do we want to keep it exactly like it is right this second? I don't want to keep it exactly like it is. Well, we, no. want, we want to keep it Why? exactly but the way it was. But you're introducing species that They, they that introduce was. themselves on their own. How do? There's no way that a blue panther chameleon uh, made its way across the wide Pacific, across the United States, and then into the Everglades of Florida. What do you think? An osprey, you know, brought it over and decided he didn't want to eat it and dropped it off? I mean, we know how it got there. And, and, and Correct. And chances are, in the long run, if it's a singular one that someone let go, chances are it probably see, wouldn't last. See, and that's long a that's there. a discussion that I had, and you could tell me your opinion on it, with a person about the whole birds dropping fish deal. And it's like I was ex- trying to explain to somebody. He goes, "Well, that's that's a more prevalent reason why certain fish like uh, what were we talking about the." Um, Yes. I am in tune with you, but yet you the don't even know my house is Well, the placosimas and <laughs> Braden's favorite eating fish that, you know, they have at farms everywhere that eats poo-poo. He, he was telling me, not he goes, me. that's why they get spread in Nile Perch is what I'm talking about. Why they get spread all over these waterways is because the birds are picking them up and they're dropping them. I'm like... I'm like, you see how an osprey catches a lot of them that they're basically ripping their face off and everything else. Well, I'm like, uh, there's a lot of those fish probably don't make it when they hit the water. I can tell you, I've I've been amazed. You know, I have some areas on my property that at certain times of the year will hold water, and then at other times, yeah, they go down. All of a sudden, there's water in there, and that I go it's, with. It's yes. not connected to anything, and all of a sudden, I got fish swimming around. Yeah. Okay, where they come from? Exactly. Okay, well that I can go with from flooding to see where areas get flooded, fish get in there. That I can but, go with. But do you think they when when that little bit of few moments of water comes up, that all of a sudden they're in a landlocked area? Uh, I, it could be. It it could I could go way. more with that than a osprey ripped my face off and dropped me in a pond, and now there's. 10,000 more. Have you ever seen an osprey and a fish be dropped and still flopping all over the place? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But once that face is destroyed, they're never going to get another date. So, obviously, they're not uh, reproducing. Reproducing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back.
Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this morning. The debate continues off the air. <clears throat> Braden's favorite fish. Good thing that mics are off. Uh, Braden, Bill, and uh, that guy that shows up here every once in a while with food, bearing gifts, Jonathan Smile, is also here. Welcome back, by the way. Yes. Uh, you've been missed, and uh, we know you had stuff to do, and it's all good, and all that kind of good stuff. So you're going to be heading up to Bluntstown for Thanksgiving, or are you going to go uh, just for the weekend? Yeah, I mean, you're leaving this week to head up there and hang uh, out? Or? First of next week. That's Monday? No, pro, uh, probably. Tuesday? Tu- we're doing uh, doing some family stuff Monday, so probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, that sounds I'm nice. hoping to have a guest come and join me. Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. Uh, speaking of uh, getting out and getting in the woods, if you have had uh, your head in the sand or you've been overwhelmed by the election that's been going on and continuing to go on, uh, I will say this, that obviously there's a lot of people who listen to this show across America because time and time again, it even made it onto Fox News. Oh, boy. That since the pandemic has started, license and fishing licenses for hunting and fishing have gone up exponentially across the United States of America, and more and more people are heading out and uh, getting out in the woods. Some folks that have not done it for many, many years. I read a few stories where there were people who hadn't hunted in 20 or 30 years that have decided that uh, they want to get back out and get back in the woods and take their their grandkids or their kids and, and get them out there and, and, and be able to go and do something outside that doesn't, you know, involve shopping and wearing a mask. Well, let me tell you, last year when the whole COVID thing hit, it was turkey season. And I love to see people out in the woods, but there was people – it was they would just drive around the woods and just drive and drive and drive and drive and it was like like you were in one of these little parades or something of people right around because people just even though they didn't get out to hunt they just went out to be out yeah get in the woods they, and they go just, see something yeah oh my gosh a little was, change of scenery you know yeah, yeah. sure people I, were like well I, they shouldn't be out there just <clears throat> riding around when when people are hunting well no we're there and they're allowed to be there and. Yeah, it can be a little frustrating, but, um, you know, I there was a turkey that I was after that liked to be on and very close to the road, and so I was trying to get that turkey, and then it, it'd get to the point where I was just so frustrated with, I'd have him working his uh, way out, and then another car would come by, and then I'd have yeah. him working his way out, and another car would come by, and it's like, finally, I can't, I I, could see I can't deal with the this The bad anymore. part is, though, I could see you going back to the Tahoe, Pulling out one of them big three foot tall orange cones with a stop sign, <laughs> and putting it going down the road. No, 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 no. And across it in the road like road work or no, something like that. In, in yeah. road in, closed. In my younger <laughs> days, there might have been a road closed sign moved that. Yeah. You're laughing. Diego's sitting there laughing because he knows it. In my younger days, there might have been. I a can road see caution. Sign. Hey, there's nothing wrong with keeping a roll of caution tape in your truck. I'm just saying. Yeah, do not cross police uh, investigation type thing. Bridge washed out. Michigan. Uh, Michigan has reported a 10 percent increase in hunting licenses this year. That's more than 545,000 being sold uh, through November 11th, according to the state's Department of Natural Resources. It says the number of people purchasing licenses for the first time. 
in at least five years, if ever, has leapt to 80%. Uh, it's almost 84,500 new hunters in the woods in Michigan. And in Wisconsin, archery uh, license sales went up 12%. States like Maine, Vermont, Nevada have also seen similar spikes. And fishing, of course, is on the rise in interest. In Idaho, reports of a massive increase in fishing licenses, almost 30%. Uh, this past, just this year, have gone up. And I think that for a lot of those states up above the Mason-Dixon line, uh, you had so many people that were in more of a lockdown mode than maybe some of the southern states, whereas you didn't see the increase. There were increases in the southern states, but not as dramatic as it were in areas where you had massive lockdowns within the city limits and and in towns and counties and stuff like that where people were just like, dude, we got to get out of here. I, you know, let's go. Let, you know what? Let's go in the woods. We don't have to wear a mask out there. It'll just be me and you, and uh, we can go out and mess around, see if we can't kill a deer or catch a fish. And uh, that's a good thing. Uh, hopefully uh, the, they'll all get something that makes it worthwhile to where they want to go back again well, next year. And listen, all I got to say is, if you're going out there and you're going to get a hunting license and you're going to go back and hunt, and let's say you're going to go buy a gun, make sure you give that a little bit of time to clear whatever background checks you're going to have to have to. But make sure before you buy that gun that you can get some ammo for it. Well, not only that, <laughs> but to go back to a tough, discussion we had, what, four weeks ago or something like that, and, I've had, and I got into it this week, uh, as Braden says, on social media with certain people about it crossbows and stuff like that there's been a lot of people that i've had messaging me asking me questions about stuff and to all of us guys and gals who hunt every year let's be welcoming to these people and get them back into the outdoors no 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 and, no no and no. that's not what we do exactly we, we the traditional archers are hence the compound bows. The compound bows don't like the crossbows. The the whole group of archery people don't like the gun hunter. Okay? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care I, as th long there as you're you out go. there doing your thing. Uh, have a and good time. That and, was uh, that was the thing. I got into it. There was a person on there. Spear, blow gun. I don't care. There was, as you, it's just like you said, me and you've had this discussion, and we both totally agree. All three, everybody here agrees with the same way about it. This guy was on there, and that's the one thing he was saying. He's like, we've got all these people coming back. And he goes, I had all these crossbow hunters in my spot. And I'm like, are you hunting? And I did your, you know. They're all I'm deer like, hunters. Are you, are you hunting public ground or are you hunting private ground? Well, I'm hunting public ground. I'm like, okay, well, then it's not your spot. I said, they have the just as much right to be there. What that tells me is you're late. <laughs> uh, well, but they have just as yeah, much as you would, as you would look at them and tell them. They got just as much right to be there as you do. A crossbow, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, and I'm going to get blasted again, and I don't care, but a crossbow is just like a bow. He's got one shot. You got one shot. Now, granted, if you need to take a second shot with a bow, you're going to be able to reload a whole lot faster and possibly have a chance of getting a second shot you mean a, a person with a bow has an advantage over a crossbow what no and you know and that's the whole thing and the guy he it, it just it's just like you said to me before what if i have one of those ones you push a button and it cocks itself real quick yeah i don't care even still i've tried it trust me <laughs>
Well, the, the we get is, bored in the shop sometimes. <laughs> different, different piece of equipment. A, a, a traditional bow or compound bow turns around, allows a person a lot of control. But if you're young or old yeah. or have physical, I won't say handicaps, but they're they're challenges. They're, you know, I can't hold that weight. A crossbow will allow that person to hold that weight exactly. and wait for a better shot. Where, you know, they wouldn't, they'd have to maybe choose to either try and let back down or not take, or take a more risky shot. And with that crossbow, they could just wait. That deer take one more step. I mean, sometimes they step behind that tree and you, you got to hold it. it, You got to wait. It it seems like 10 minutes for them to take another step. It is if you have a bad shoulder or a torn bicep or, you know, pec muscle that doesn't work as good as it used to or whatever. But, um, I will say this, that uh, the good news is is that there are more and more people getting out in the woods either hunting or That's fishing. Uh, the downside of that is the people who are not hunting and fishing, uh, encounters with dangerous animals is also risen this past year because oh, I heard that too. Uh, folks who are going out and, as Bill George says, just getting out in the woods and driving around till they're like, which they have eh, every rights to do. This looks like a good spot. Let's go out, walk around out here, and have a picnic. And of course, one of those popular areas to do that when people uh, were shut down and had nothing to do was to uh, maybe head out to one of the national parks. And Yellowstone seemed to be a popular destination, which meant that more people were out walking around and more mm-hmm. people were getting off trail. Which meant that there were more and more grizzly really? encounters. Yes. And uh, for some guy who's probably never seen a grizzly bear or any type of bear or before. Buffalo, oh, no, they're cute. Or... I saw them on National Geographic. Uh, sure. And they're only like this big on TV. Yeah. Or they're buffalo. Like six inches. Or, yeah, or anything else. When you see one and it stands up and gives you the big hairy eyeball like uh, you're in the wrong neighborhood, uh, you got choices to make. And. <laughs> It seems like there have been Don't more and more. Run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if it's got babies, just walk in the other direction. Now's the time maybe you should uh, talk to the big man upstairs and ask for a little guidance. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over there, Brandon Ford. Go see Brooksy today. Go get the car, truck of your dreams. It's waiting for you right there at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Get your motor running. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Happy Saturday morning to you guys. Hope you have a great and wonderful weekend. If you're uh, planning on heading out, the interstates look uh, pretty clear if you're going to be heading somewhere. Last night, driving back from Plant City, it was bumper to bumper both directions, and I just could not figure out why. I was like, where where are you going? It's Friday. Where night. where are you going, man? I mean, uh you They're know, going to get toilet paper. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, social uh, lockdown doesn't seem to be going too well here in the state of Florida. So uh, there were lots of folks. There, there's already places where the once again the paper products 
Which I, I, I literally, I, I have to stop myself from saying to everybody who posts a picture of the empty TP shelves and paper towel shelves uh, at their local grocery store. I always ask myself, why are you in a panic? Why are you worried? All you have to do is pull into a fast food restaurant, order one item, and they'll give you a handful of napkins. They'll give you a, uh, I mean, you literally walk away with more paper products than you do animal products in the bag that you are holding. And in an emergency situation, maybe it's my training, I don't know. For a guy that's cutting trees right now in North Florida, I do appreciate the business. I'm just saying that, uh, (laughs) I mean, if it comes to an emergency situation... I mean, does do you really care if it's uh, you know if it's Charmin Soft or if it's doing its job? Uh, you know, I mean, seriously, hey. the bag itself. If you're in St. Pete, work. if you're in if, if you're in St. Pete, you get them paper straws too. That's right. <laughs> Save the little wrappers on the paper straw. You know, it's all good. All I can say is God bless you for living over here because you're you mayor's out of control. <laughs> well, all I can think of. You know, we won't had be much the, longer. We had the hurricane go by out out, out there off the coast. Yeah, no panic, up. no toilet paper, uh, no freak out, no. Uh, but, you know, but but <laughs> one of the things that it does do, and it, it can do, is people who have stone crab traps and this and that, it displaces those. That is people, true. The, some traps are lost forever because of that, and those are plastic traps. We're worried about a straw, and we're putting. Tons of plastic traps and everything out in our waters, and they get lost. But oh, we can't have a straw. Well, that they feels have the big good. cleanup every year. You know that. You know they'll go out there and they'll do the the big uh, you know crab trap re you know recovery, recovery thing and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, they encourage divers. If you're out there recreational diving, if you see one and it's not uh, hooked up to anything, make sure you bring it up to the surface and. They ask you to report it to the FWC because those have to be marked, and so they know. Oh where yeah, they want to. those, but they don't want to know where Goliath Grouper is. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> speaking good, of Goliath good. Grouper, now Bill. <laughs> speaking of Goliath Grouper, Steve Austin just walked by. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's right. He's back on the air, man. They're opening up the studios. He's back over there. I think he's on Q one hundred five today. But uh, anyway. Uh, if you're going to get out there and do your thing, just just be careful and uh, just have a great weekend. And if you're planning on traveling and getting out of the state, this would be a good time to do it. Uh, and I have, did see a fun. bunch of boats this morning. I saw a couple of boats heading this way last night, but not very many. The rest of them were just uh, people backed up for the invisible wrecks on McIntosh and anywhere there's a hump on the interstate. Anywhere they see somebody pulled over on the side of the road or... Somebody hits their brakes for no apparent reason. I never could understand that. I guess if you live here long enough, you get so used to the flat roads that a hump and you don't know what's on the other side, <clears throat> somehow or another that gives you the freak out or something. Stay that out of Pennsylvania. That there may be a car <laughs> on the other side, uh, you know, stopped or something. So everybody, like, when they hit the top of the hill, they, like, slam on the brakes and uh, it does that. It never seems to do that on the Skyway. Or anywhere else. It just seems to be on, like, well, Like you said about the animals. They're waiting to see if something comes running across the road. Or the invisible wrecks. I don't yeah. know. Uh, the licenses are up, but that also means that controversy is up because we have more hunters in the woods. Uh, one of the biggest stories this past week, if you missed it, was that the, and I love it when they give it a title, the white spirit moose. Oh, gosh. Has been killed in Canada by hunters. 
And, of course, that sparks outrage within the community. I don't know what community they're talking about, but in the community itself. And it, it actually says that members of the Karenville. community. I'm sorry. It says members of the community have raised money for the no reward on any information about the hunters. Hunters. So the white moose that was uh, are protected, and apparently uh, this one was illegally killed in Ontario, prompting outrage and shock. Somebody's going to jail. And the bodies of two female moose were found discarded along the service road in Timmins, Ontario, with uh, with of them being the sacred white spirit moose. And the moose has no typical coloring or anything like that, so uh, they're really kind of mad about the whole thing. I'd be more mad about the fact that you had some fool out there that was poaching moose, regardless of whatever color it has to have in its pigment. The poacher would be the thing that you yeah. would be most concerned about. But somehow or another, it makes it twice as bad because it was a, it was a white uh, albino moose that was out there roaming around. Well, I'm just surprised one of these... Uh lives matter groups don't come in and you know say you're only worried about the white moose uh, I, I guess we, that we are sense. i mean yeah. that kind of makes sense well they're offering a eight thousand dollar reward so if your neighbor was the guy who did it you know you could get yourself a nice little elk trip yeah. out of the now, deal did, i guess did they take the meat uh, it doesn't say if they 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 took the meat or not. It just said that it was uh, found dead it, on the side of the road with another uh, moose that was killed apparently illegally. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and assume. So that, we had the white moose and a regular moose. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and assume. So you that, got somebody that's po. They're I'm like Bill. They're probably it's probably somebody poaching for food. I was going to say, and I'm going to be probably safe in assuming that. If two moose carcasses are discarded next to each other from a distance of where they were That's a originally looking, somebody took a couple back straps or maybe sawed off a couple of shoulders and then threw the rest out, and that's the way it well, is. Well, you got to figure. a mo- I mean, let's face it. A moose, a hind quarter off of a moose is like taking a hind quarter off of a steer. I mean, that's... Sure. You, you've got a pretty good pile of meat there for a good while. And, I mean, like you said, the back straps... For God's sakes, the back straps are going to be four foot long and probably the diameter of a football. 20, so, 30 pounds each, probably. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting four of those bad boys and a couple of hams or shoulders, and you're, you're done, I guess. And, and you've got your meat supply there. for the winter. Yeah, and they dump it out there in the middle of nowhere. So it, it is what it is, and poachers will always be poachers. It doesn't matter if it's an albino one. I would probably assume, again, that it would – a white uh, albino one would probably be an easier target day or night. Is that unless, just me? Unless it's a <laughs> yeah. snow blizzard. <laughs> unless it's in a blizzard. Yeah, then they kind of <laughs> had the advantage, yes. But uh, <laughs> apparently there was not a blizzard going on at the time. Uh, Daggum so, global warming. Uh, you, you laugh, you know, but they do have an advantage in the snow. <laughs> uh, for a while. Like a polar bear. Until yeah. they move. Now, now, I see Steve in there bothering Diego in the next room. Are, are you? Is, what's he doing in there? What, what's he doing in there? Is he in there bothering you? What? He just wanted to say hi. Oh, hey. hi. I told him if I was working for you guys, I'd quit right now and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> he should. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, hi. Welcome back. 
Uh, I, well, I know. I, 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 you have to come in here, but you got your masky all thing up. He's hey. all COVID freaked. Hey, there's a there's a mic right there. There's you don't a mic even right have there. to share with Diego. Yeah, you know, you know, eighty years in the business, you'd think you'd have some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I wanted to be near him. <laughs> <sighs> I can understand. He's a nice handsome guy. lad. Sure, he is. Nice are you, are you back? Long are, hair. Are you back on the queue today? I'm on the queue today, ten to two. Really? Doing the big show. Well, uh, Mason. I found it amazing. I'll be, uh, hanging out with him. So, are you gonna do like a best '80s weekend type thing? Uh, you know, it's the uh, best of the '80s weekend. Right, rock and roll, awesome. There I, you go. I watched, I watched a thing the other day that's like uh, the biggest hits from the '80s on on uh, YouTube. Uh huh. Makes you sad, man, because them those bands long gone. Yeah, and they're dying. <laughs> yeah, that's, a lot of them were dead. Yeah, a lot of them are dying. It's, Yet Madonna lives on. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> somehow. I guess she's found the fountain of uh, venereal lifeness. Oh, I don't my know. Lord. I don't know. She's looking pretty rough, though. Yeah. It, well, that's one of the other reasons Guy Ritchie. She kind of looks like Kid Rock with breasts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she might be in better shape that's than Kid a, Rock. There's an image I'm not going to be able to get out of my head for a little while. Yeah. This is, this oh, is boy. A, this is why they keep him around. It's the humor. <laughs> It's the humor. <laughs> it's all good. Are you going to go out and play this uh, Thanksgiving? What are you going to do? Are you going to well, stay home? What? Are you going to do anything? Are you going to do anything for Thanksgiving? Are you just going to Mickey D it, or what's the deal? Eating with the family. Oh, well, there you go. It's all good. Uh, your house or her house? Her house. Ah, no dishes for you. Good she, for you. i got a chick coming over It's going to go eat with me. So, What's his name? Uh-oh. <laughs> Diego. What's her name? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, her. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm her. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't know her. Uh, I don't. <laughs> hey, speaking of breasts, Steve. <laughs> just saying, Steve. I, I, oh, I, well. One of our our faithful listeners could never. Every time I hear about you and that a story comes up about the lion and turkey hunting and you know. Oh, out in Texas. Yes. Yeah, when they dropped them off to go turkey hunting, and they just cannot get over that. We were talking about people getting out in the outdoors and accidents happening, and encounters with wildlife uh, that uh, could be dangerous game. I understand that. <laughs> the thing about it is, if you don't know Steve personally, I could literally, as soon as the guy said those magic words to him, I knew exactly what his face looked like. <laughs> I knew exactly. You also what, knew I was going to hunt. I, yeah, <laughs> oh, it wasn't, it wasn't going to stop him. But I knew the look on his face when he kind of went like, "I'm, I'm sorry." Did, did you? Well, say the a, kid's face because he was like sixteen years old, and he just had that look in his eyes like, "You can stay if you want to. Here's a rifle." And I'm going, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "I ain't staying." <laughs> he told me because I'm not staying. I'm going back to the cabin. So, I'll be listening for the roars of the of successful hunt from the lion. Well, it was escaped from a private farm. No, it was people on the next ranch owned him. He was a pet. Yeah. One of those deals, a man and a woman, and he killed the woman when she went in to oh, feed nice. him and got out of the cage and mauled the man pretty bad. He tried to get him put back up, and the lion just took off. Because, you know, he's out on the plains. He's going, oh, man, I'm, I'm back in Africa. Freedom! Did of course, everything that snapped or clicked, I was like, yeah, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, did they ever uh, find the lion and dispatch him or train uh, him? Or yeah, I, I think the uh, game and fish guy saw him from the air and killed him. You know? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, it killed a human being, so chances are it was not going to get taken back and rehabbed. No, he, yeah. wasn't, he wasn't going back to the zoo. Yeah, no. Well, you know, and speaking of that, I don't know if you saw the video. Did you see the video this week of the guy rescuing the puppy from the jaws of the alligator? No. You haven't no, seen that yeah. one? Uh, Bill George, I know I, the reason it caught my attention is because it... It was uh, Bill George? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it, I got the little Facebook alert that said Bill George uh, commented on this post or whatever, and I went and looked at it, and it was this uh, TikTok video of a guy rescuing a little dog out of the... What was it, about a three-foot alligator? No, it's probably... Three or four? It, no, it's probably... Bigger than that. You're crazy. Five, six. I'll yeah. show it to you during the break at the top of the hour, and that way you can look at it and see it. And you make the well, I'm kind of sensitive about things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's what's going on is a lot of people are saying it's fake, and the guy took the video down. Well, it is TikTok. He took the video down because he's starting to catch a little heat. Man, people. you can't believe half the stuff on TikTok. I that, understand. Yeah. Crap. All right, we're taking a break for the top of the hour. It is bye. the Big and Wild. <laughs> okay, bye. Big Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back.